You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. This is intern Justin Shirley here with Pastor Jeff Lavalette. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Justin. We just we just had a good time uh, at, at uh, Proclaim FM, didn't we? We did. It was really, really fun, actually. Um, that was your first time at a at a radio station, like on like you actually got to talk on the air. I know on the air. It was a it was a big deal. I yeah. got to whisper on the air first. It's true, and so I've never done that before. No. So many firsts. Yeah, and and well, and you got free food at at the uh, at the radio station. Yeah, too. actually, it was the first time I had Penn Penn Station. You never had Penn Station before? No, I haven't. Ooh, yeah. So, like I said, I'm glad we righted that wrong tonight. The firsts of firsts. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, it's been it's been a good night. Um, got to meet Robin Sullivan. Robin Sullivan. Uh, didn't I've never met her before. She's a nice lady. Yeah, we got to meet some other people that were pretty cool. And the, the Intersection Church, I think it was called. Yep, yep. And then uh, Bethel Perrysburg. Yeah, the 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 pastor and his wife from Bethel and Perrysburg. Um, they'd been there for about four years, I think they said. And she had this nice Southern accent, and so every time she read the number to call in and and pledge. That was like kind of their fundraising drive. Yeah, uh, they have it. I think twice a year. So, yeah, it was fun. We got to got to play some music and sing some songs. And yeah, I mean, honestly, man, I'm a little worn out. It was a uh, you know, it was a couple of hours, but man, it was uh, we were on that whole time, like on in terms of you know, not just relaxing and you know. So, well, I kind of was, but you kind of were, but that's I was okay. doing some social media things. I was yeah. trying to, but that meat locker man. Yeah, that yeah. The thing about <clears throat> Proclaim is the building they're in, uh, the where the studio is. It's great f- for soundproofing because it's an old meat lo- like a meat refrigerator that they turned into the the actual broadcasting room, which is great for for soundproofing and horrible for cell phone signals. And there's a plane flying overhead right now. That's so cool. See, we have the windows open tonight in my office because it is stinking warm outside. Kind of letting it fly tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was it seventy two today or yeah. something like that. So, yeah. So if you hear if you hear like birds chirping and stuff like that, we're we're just we're don't be to alarmed. Get, yeah, it's normal. It's normal. So, well, Jeff, it is Monday, uh, which means yesterday was Sunday. You're really getting the, the hang Lord's of that. Day. You're really getting the hang of that, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and in your sermon. Uh, we talked about, why don't you tell us what, what passage we covered in your sermon? Yeah, so, well, interesting, because last week I was in uh, North Carolina for a few days. And I completely forgot. What were you doing in North Carolina? Talk so, to me about that. Yeah, so I do some, I do some work for cha- uh, Corporate Chaplains of America, and uh, I serve the um, employees of a few different Coca-Cola branches uh, here in Northwest Ohio. And so every, it's twice a year now, we're doing um, kind of chaplain training slash just getting together and you know just just worshiping and um you know there's a couple of the guys that I'm I'm close with and so it's good to see them uh whenever we do that but the the bummer is uh when I was flying down to North Carolina um I'm pretty sure I sat next to some sick people because and I don't know if you can hear it in my voice today but man the past few days have been rough so um Saturday night I was kind of panicky about having a voice that will last uh, for John chapter four verses one through twenty six, because that's the entire kind of conversation that Jesus has with the woman at the well. Yeah, and so I cut it down to one through fifteen, and then we'll do sixteen through twenty six this next week. But uh, yeah, talking about Jesus coming into um, you know uh, essentially 
Um, you know, he heard that the Pharisees were kind of stirred stuff up about more disciples coming to Jesus than John the baptizer. So he decided to go from, um, um, I'm blanking right now. Uh, Judah, Judah, jo- Jonah, Jonah. No, <laughs> wasn't there. Weird. Yeah. Um, so he, he was going up to uh, Galilee. He was leaving and going to Galilee and, and he went through, it says he, he had to go through Samaria, which we talked about. He didn't have to go through Samaria. Yeah. There are many other paths that Jews always took instead of going through Samaria because Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. And it started back in the 700 BC time with the Assyrian uh, invasion and all that. And you can listen to the sermon. I'm not going to go through all that right now. But <laughs> essentially, Jesus taking the uh, the the hard route, the you know, the the, the route that, that is less taken uh, to engage uh, somebody who was unlovable in the world's eyes um and and start to explain what salvation is and so um yeah, that was the the extent of one one through 15 yeah uh the beginning of that conversation between jesus and the samaritan woman yeah so and i think that to touch on what you said earlier i think i don't know if you sent the sickness uh, through like text messages. I don't know how that if that works, but I got sick as well. You got sick as well, and it was not fun. Actually, I heard yesterday at church that, that a couple of people, the couple of you know regulars, uh, stayed home because they had something very similar to what I have. I don't know what's going around, man. I don't either, but I'm coming out of it. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm so I actually I. there was a, a real nice one of our one of our church members. Uh, she brought over some essential oils last night and showed wow. my showed my wife how to use this diffuser thing and. Just a whole bunch of like even lozenges and things like that. And just really, I mean, honestly, it made me feel super loved because like that was totally unnecessary in terms of, you know, like she didn't need to do that. And so um, if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you. You know, you know. Anyways, um, we can do that because our voices are a little scraggly. It's true. I'm not gonna lie, though. I got I got that. It's, It's kind of a kind of a nice rasp when I was singing at the radio station earlier. Yeah. You know, kind of hit those those kind of Bruce Springsteen-y almost. Yeah. No, probably not. Not even close. But sure, you're the, you're the need boss. to breathe. Maybe I don't know. That dude's got a raspy voice, Bo right? Reinert. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, I don't. I, I couldn't hold a candle to him. I'm not even saying that I could. But he's so talented. I'd like to. He's got great hats too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, and denim this, jackets. You're you're halfway on your way. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying, but but I just I know that I, it's kind of like it's kind of like perfect righteousness. I know I'm never going to really arrive on this side of heaven. Yeah, that's true. So, but I'm still going to give it my best. You like that? I did. That's pretty I good. Did. Yeah, that was good. All righty. So, let's talk about the sermon a little bit more. Um, so, you said in the sermon a specific line, uh, and that is uh, essentially you likened us, the church as a harlot and jesus as the hero now yeah. do, you, do you have the exact quote i don't well i if you would have told me i could have gotten it but i no, just I, wanted to put i just wanted to make you stand on your heels you want me to stand on my on my heels on your toes on my toes <laughs> this is good this is a joke this is a good, uh this is a good anyways what would, the, what would the old prospector say about that uh, chick mcflickles it's got, dude. You know the name. I don't it's know the name. Gus Mc, it's Gus. Chiggins. See, you even just said it wrong. No, I didn't. Chump? It's Gus Chiggins. Yeah, but you almost said Mick something. So because you always say Mick something. Yeah, Anyways. I feel like he's Scottish. I don't know. He's or not, Irish. Or what? I don't know. Yeah. No. Okay, so you said 
essentially you likened us the church as a harlot and Jesus as the hero. Now that would be um, to some that could seem as a very shocking statement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially those from a, not a, a reformed background or a uh, more of a, uh, um, a tradition that, that holds sin at a, at a very serious level. Right. 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 Um, what did you mean by that? Yeah. So, well, and the, and the reason that even came up is, um, you know, I, I've, I've seen, and this is all because I've seen this in myself. So I'm not, I'm not throwing, you know, I'm not throwing anyone out of the bus, but like a lot of times, and I explained this a little bit, um, in the sermon, but a lot of times when we read the Bible and we read a story and we see Jesus doing something, we try, we, we feel like we're, we, we're, we're going to identify with Jesus in, in that particular passage, you know? Peter, get behind me, Satan. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, Peter, you're an idiot. Yeah, Peter, why'd you do yeah, that? Hey, Peter, why don't you pull pull your head out of your uh, your boots? Um, your or uh, yeah, and no, that doesn't make sense. But um, you know, does. so where we where we look at, and we, we we like to identify with the hero. And and my point was, um, guys, we are not the hero here. We are the harlot here. We are the one who Jesus had to take the the, the difficult path and 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 go way out of his way. Um, and and engage uh, engage us um, overcoming any sort of opposition uh, yeah. from from outside of us or even from within us because we all have I mean we're all enemies you know we're we're all dead we're all enemies of of the cross uh, before uh, before he saves us and so children um, of wrath as Ephesians <clears throat> two would say that we were just actually talking about right right and and uh, and and the reason I said that was because like a lot of times I'll hear that passage used. Uh, to kind of guilt Christians into, you know, make them feel bad about not evangelizing. It was like, mm-hmm. well, Jesus went to the woman at the well. What is wrong with you? If you want, you know, and, and, and like, I don't love drive-by guiltings like that. Um, and, and really the point of that passage isn't evangelism. The point of the passage is Jesus overcomes everything to, 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 to save the one he loves. You know, yeah. he loved the woman at the well. He, you know, he, he went. He went as 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 far as he had to go to get to her heart. You know, we'll we'll see that a little bit this this next week as, as we cover the second half of that. But and and so and the the other thing is like people just completely ignore that and talk about racial reconciliation. It's like, oh well, it's a Jew reaching out to a Samaritan and Jews and Samaritans and the Assyrians and blah 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 going back you know centuries. And it's like, yeah, and 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 that's there. And I don't want to say it's not there, but that's really not the point of the passage, at least in my opinion. That is that is a picture of Christ going the distance for the church. Yeah. The the one he loves. And it just so happened to be a Samaritan woman. And and man, even when she was throwing static at him and being like, dude, you forgot your bucket. Throwing static? Yeah. That's like maybe that's like a, a an, an archaic uh term, but that's what we used to say back in back in the days um that I came up in. So throwing throwing uh what what else how could we else could we put it? Uh the throwing part, shade. Yeah, Can shade. we say throwing shade? I, I mean, I just yeah. don't. I don't feel nearly cool enough to say throwing shade. But um, I never ever said that. So. No, but I feel like we should in throw a, like some Beyonce on right now or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna see if you were gonna do that. And, and, oh man, I just pictured you dancing around in that in that video. You know, like really like shaking your rear end. Like that would be really great. Yeah. Yep. I said it. That's yep. all right. All right. Anyways. Yeah. So, all right. So, so what is Jesus speaking? So, you, you mentioned Jesus speaking to the uh, Samaritan woman. Yeah. 
what does that mean for us? So how does that apply to us in 21st century? Yeah. So, Ohio. well, so, I mean, I think we are, we are as undeserving of his attention, of his affection, of his grace, of his mercy as she is. It's easy to look at this woman and spoiler alert, you know, uh, in the, in the, in the subsequent passage, uh, 20, 16 through 26, he calls her out on her sin. He's like, Hey, you've had five husbands and the guy you're living with right now isn't even your husband. So essentially she's living in sin. She's continually living in sin. Yep. You know, um, just the very fact that she's at the at the well at noon um, when everyone went to the well early in the morning because it was cooler and because you needed you needed water in the morning to like, you know, I don't know how many electric toothbrushes they had back then or, you know, if they, uh, you know, had like an electric kettle for their tea, you know, but um, I, clearly I'm joking about that. They didn't have electricity. But the point being, you need water in the morning. Yeah. If you're going to wash your hair, you're going to wash your, you know, body, you're going to, you know, cook, you're going to make some, some oatmeal or I don't know what they made back then, but like, it, manna you, know, meal. you want, yeah, what? Manna meal. Sorry. I feel like that was God who made the manna, but I, yeah. it was, it was a bad That's joke. Cool. You know, was... just read Exodus, but, um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm just, it was a joke. <coughs> sorry. Um, no, so. Yeah, um, I mean, when I look at that, like, it's a great reminder for me because, man, I'll tell you, like, my tendency, again, not only to see myself as the hero of, of the story, you know, it's like, oh, I need to go and tell people about Jesus because we do, and that's and that's there. But, man, how how effective is that when we look on every look down on everyone? You know, it's like, oh, I'm like Jesus. They're like the harlot. It's like, no, like, you got to see yourself as the harlot because yeah. then you got to go tell other harlots. You know, or or like one, I don't even know where this quote comes from, but I can tell you it didn't come from me originally, but you know, we're, we're like, we're just like beggars telling other beggars where to find food. Yeah. That's, that's, that has to be the heart posture. That has to be, there's not this us and them. The only reason that we're not condemned and still dead in our sin and trespasses is because Jesus Christ, um, loved us and, and, and lived, uh, a sinless life and then imp- imputed that righteousness, gave us that righteousness and took our sin from us. Uh, none of that had anything to do with anything, any sort of merit, any sort of, um, you know, deservedness. We didn't win the, the, the election or the lottery. Yeah. You know, that is purely, you know, unconditional as, and as it applies to us trying to merit his, 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 his grace and his mercy. And so that's, that's yes. Share the, share the faith. Yes. Reconcile with you know be 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 concerned about everyone. I mean, think about how distasteful it would have been for Jesus to 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 go and talk to this woman, and then think about the fact that 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 was at least as distasteful as we are, yeah. you know. And yet He saved us, and so that's that's the beginning yeah. of that for me, at least when I look at that passage. Yeah, we don't want to give any spoilers, obviously, because you got another another sermon to preach on this. Um. But you can, I mean, I guess you could read it. I mean, it's in the Bible. It's true. You know, yeah, we're so. not, we're not, we're not embargoing that or anything. But yeah, <laughs> no, you can't read it. Don't read it. Until... No, please do. Please read it. <laughs> Don't listen to the intern. We want you to read your Bible. <laughs> um, so talk to me about. So looking at uh, us as the harlot, um, it goes back to. I mean, I think it goes back to the root idols that we talked about, like the first two podcasts okay um and i think you even mentioned that in your sermon yesterday too um because it goes back to our pride it goes back to in our i think in our it is just our western civilization 
earn it, make it. Like you gotta earn it. You gotta be the the top uh, king of the hill, top of the heap. Yep. <clears throat> wow, that's good. You gotta that's burn it to earn it. That's uh, White Goodman right there. <laughs> um, but that, that's such that's such our culture. You know what I'm saying? Like that is so us as a people. Um, we. I need to be better than so and so. Yeah. Um Dude, we're always comparing. I know. And it's just a, it's insidious. It's just when we don't even think that we're doing it, we're doing it. That's a great word. Thanks. Yeah. Doing. Yeah, that's a that's a great. Uh-huh. No, insidious. That's I mean that's that's a that's a very um that's a very appropriate word for for the way that especially as Christians. You know, and I, I even talked about yesterday, you know, it's like we 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 look at we look at the Samaritan woman and we're like, man, how is she not getting it? And yet, like we have we have grace, we yep. have mercy, we have forgiveness, we have we have the re- total revealed canon of Scripture. We do, we do. We even have some extra books too, you know that that aren't aren't canonized, but but still hold some good stuff. Hashtag apocrypha. Yeah, hashtag hashtag Enoch. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. Hashtag Maccabees. Again, you're yeah, we're you're, you're catching us at the end of uh, a pretty decently long day, so yeah, you get what you pay for. But, um, so it's really hard for us to 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 look down on that if we understand that anytime something hard happens, the first thing we do is run away from God. A lot of times, yeah, you know, the first time we panic, uh, what, what do we call? Do we reach out to God, or do we, you know, through prayer, or do we do we call? our friends or our mom or, you know, not that it's bad to call mom and mom, if you're listening, I do owe you a phone call. But, uh, the, the point being like, man, we, it's just, we got to get away from that. We got to get away from looking down on people who are sinners, uh, as sinners ourselves. Like yeah. this is not, that's, this is not accurate. It's not fair. It's not helpful. And a lot of times, you know, if we were looking at this in a, in a, uh, an evangelistic, uh, lens per se, um, I mean, you can't get a whole lot more dissimilar than Jesus and any human, much less a, Samarit- a Samaritan woman. So when we think about our lives and we think about what we're willing to do, uh, the lengths we're willing to go to, the the comfort and convenience we're willing to give up, um, you know, it's like we love because God loved us first. We we reach out because he first reached out to us. And, and, and man, that's that's convicting for me, uh, for sure. You know, I'm, I, I got I got I got growth that needs to happen there. The love of Christ compels us. It does. It does Even, indeed. I mean, that's Second Corinthians. I, I like Second Corinthians. Yeah, it's a good. It's a great. It's a good it's a great Corinthians. Letter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two Corinthians. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, they had four, but whatever. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> if you can hear this, save me. <laughs> so okay, so we have. The Samaritan woman at the well. I mean, you said that was at Jacob's well. Jacob's well. Jacob's well. Yeah. Um, and then the disciples are off. What were they doing? Getting food? They're on a burger run. Yeah. I yeah. I don't think they had those back then. No, they didn't. But I mean, that's the way I think about it. Yeah. Because like anytime. They're on a Euro run. Well, like, so when I when I was touring with a band, like we would get to the venue and then like we'd send our driver or like our sound guy or something out to go get food. We'd never take everyone with us. Yeah. That just wasn't efficient. And like, you know, there's, there's obviously Jesus was doing it very intentionally. Like he wanted to be, and I, and I, I even love, and I'm just thinking of this now, I love the way that that illustrates how he deals with us each individually. Yeah. You know, it's like you you don't, you don't get saved as part of, you know, a, a huge group of people. 
like he saves each of us individually. Yeah. You know, now he may save entire families and that's, and that's, that's all well and good. But you know, there is a, there is a direct relationship and that, that word gets so misused and so overused, but like, like it, there is a, a very distinct relationship between Christ and each and every one of his followers. And so he got rid of everyone else, all the distractions, maybe even anticipating that Peter was going to run his mouth again. Like, oh, this is a marriage in one month. What are you doing, Jesus? It's like, Peter, do I have to rebuke Satan in you again? Like, you know, knock it off. Almost, I mean, almost, because, you know, the the stipulations of what would have happened back in the day, because one, she's a Samaritan. I mean, saving her, like you just mentioned it, saving her from potential humiliation and, and hurt, because he's exposing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then she goes and says, "Which is crazy." Yeah, go see a man who told me everything I ever did. Yep. Um, and, and that's so, that's next week's text. But yeah, sorry, that's, no, you're good, man. I'm sorry. It's part of the same story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know that that blows my mind. So what? Okay, I'm going to turn it around. Um, where do you see the church just really dropping the ball when it comes to? Like it, so, see, seeing us as the Samaritan woman instead of as Jesus. Yeah. Where do you, where do you see this playing out in the church? Because you're what twenty five, twenty four, twenty three. You're twenty three. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and there, I mean, and there really is. I mean, there's a seventeen year age difference here, and so you see things differently than I do. Yeah. You know, and you you have a different perspective on on you know you have a different understanding of those things, and a lot of times I I need I need to be reminded of 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 things too. So I'm just going to put you on the spot here. How is the church blowing it like with with regard to this? In regards to, in regards the, to seeing ourselves as the as the harlot instead of the hero, and then like seeing other people, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I think it comes to a a, a matter of of tradition and age. Um, it's a um, it can be seen as a we're older, and so we're those millennials. Even though I'm not a millennial, um, I'm younger than a millennial. Yeah what what um, are what are you? I don't even know. It's like I'm Gen X. I think I'm Gen. I'm. Th- I think it's Gen Y. No, you're you're, you're after that. I think you're Gen is Z. Is it Y? Is it Gen Z? I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I don't even know. I don't even care. I need I, to read more Rolling I hate Stone. Those, apparently, I yeah. hate those Facebook page posts where it's like only '90s kids would get this. It's like what is why? I don't care. Yeah. Like yeah, because you're not a '90s kid. I I am though. You are. I was born in '95. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you so didn't technically, grow up in the 90s. I would have been a '90s kid. But like even then, like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that we want to categorize ourselves as because we want to like own like stop bandwagoning my like birth decade like oh that's what it that's what it seems like it yeah. seems like sports anyways that's a sports. tangent so it seems like sports that <laughs> seems like sports that's yeah. it sports but no it becomes a it becomes a level of of pride in that um you you guys and your new age, your your music, your your this, your skinny jeans and your massively huge. I glasses, love my skinny jeans. Um, it it gets seen as as that, and so that must not be a appropriate way to conduct yourself as a Christian, um, or that again, I think it's just a focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. Um, it's it's being so ready to die on the hills of. Uh, sin and and um and on truth and I'm not saying we, we don't do that I'm not saying that we shouldn't be that but being so fixated on on just being right that we were that we forget to actually love people 
Um, so I think it's a two prong. I think it's a, yeah, culturally, yes, but also a, a biblical approach of not being focused on the wrong things, being so focused on behavior more than affections and what your heart's really wrapped around. Yeah. Um, not saying that behavior, God cares about our behavior. Absolutely. Um, but he cares more about our hearts and what our hearts are wrapped around. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I think it reminds me of an often quoted passage, at least for me. I, I love um, I love Second Corinthians 5. Man, that, that chapter just, just, just wrecks me every time I read it. Because he says, do, 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 where is it now? Because we've concluded this. Well, he says, he says, um, we therefore now, um, consider no one according to the flesh. Yeah. 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 Like, like, and, and I, I've, I've tried to dive deep into that over the years. Um, actually I, I got a, a, a gift from a, a pastor that I, uh, really looked up to, um, really still look up to. Um, and he signed it, uh, he, he one of his books with second Corinthians one or second Corinthians five, um, 16 through 20 something, 21 probably. But yeah, from now from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer, you know. So therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. So, like, I, I mean, I think the church is the only army that 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 shoots its wounded, you know. And so, mm-hmm. when we when we see ourselves as as we try to see ourselves as Jesus instead of instead of the harlot, um, I mean, it happens in the church. Yeah, like someone's struggling. Like we almost look down on them sometimes. I mean, I know I've done that, and so I can say yeah. from firsthand that happens. And I've, I know this also happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, you know, uh, really, uh, he says, therefore we are we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. So if God's making His appeal through us, how do we how do we treat the other harlots? You know, do we treat them? You know, do we treat them the way Jesus treated the harlot? And in, in not that we're Jesus. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's it's you know it just blows my mind and, and, and it, you know, I go back to this all the time, but like if anyone else's sin bothers me more than my own, I got a heart problem. And so I really do need to check my own heart. Um, and then as a pastor, I want to try to shepherd people in, in the direction, um, to see ourselves soberly, um, as, as redeemed harlots, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And so, and we want everyone else to be redeemed as well. So, um, I think that changes the way that we think about everything like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my take on it, but no, I think, I mean, and again, it's, it's not wanting to be soft on sin and be like, Oh, it's fine. Like it's, it's not a big deal. Like sin isn't a big deal. Um, because I think that's what happens. And, uh, there was, uh, a member that goes here, sent me something, uh, for the social media. Um, and it, he actually has a Packer quote. I'm actually gonna pull that up real quick. Um, <clears throat> and, and just, for me personally and him and I have talked about it before, but I, I even struggle with the idea of um, when we talk, the fear of when we talk about God's grace, having that be licensed for sin. Oh yeah. Um, and so this is what he sent me. He said, this is a J.I. Packer quote. So those who suppose that the doctrine of God's grace tends to encourage moral lax- laxity are simply showing that, in the most literal sense, they do not know what they are talking about. Thanks. <laughs> Amen, Packer. <laughs> For love awakens love in return, and love, once awakened, desires to give pleasure. Jack Packer. Um, 
And so, man, that's like a million dollar quote, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and that's from Knowing God. That's the the book, the J.F. Hacker book, Knowing God. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the human fleshiness, pridefulness. Because if I if I do well, if, if we say this, then, that was my computer restarting. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if we if we say that. You know, those are just human. I know, and I, I know tons of people who struggle with that. And Francis Chan struggled with that. And one of his, I was listening to a sermon. He had a, a four part sermon, I think, on grace. And he, before every sermon, clarified. He's like, I struggle with this because I feel like it, it gives people license to sin. Yeah. And he was just super honest and super vulnerable about it. Um, if I ever see that dude at like an airport, I'm, I might get arrested because I'm just going to go hug him because like he he has he has helped me so much with so many things and and I've never even met him. He's yeah. just a faithful brother who just preaches the truth, man. And his books are awesome. Yeah. Well, no, because we've even got even in in the Reformed camp, uh, there was a very well known pastor a few years ago who really did he preached grace, grace, grace all day long, and that was and that was beautiful. Um, the problem was he he had a very unbiblical view of grace. Yeah, you know he had the view that Paul speaks against in Romans um, chapter six, maybe I, five. Again, it's it's defining our terms. Yeah, right. How do you define? Yeah, because because grace. A, 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 a biblical understanding of God's grace does not in, does not push us to sin. Yeah, it pushes us to 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 appreciate that grace and to to live in light of that appreciation. You know, and and to hate sin because. Like that's the sin that put Christ on the cross. Why would we want to keep just throwing, you know, throwing sin um, out instead of instead of throwing love out? And and he, you know, and I, I'm I'm not going to name who he was, but I mean, he he was he was very uh, immoral and and just saw that as an opportunity for God's grace to 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 be shown all the more. Yeah, and <laughs> by no means. Yeah, it, well, and that's what I was getting yeah, at. With the yeah. Bible would say. But um, yeah, it's really sad. Honestly, it's called antinomianism, where where we you know we just we want to give God's grace as much of a chance to 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 show up, and so we're just gonna you know it, it's it's moral relativism. It's 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 unbiblical. It's heretical. It's yeah. It's it's damning, <laughs> and and, and uh, but that's not that's not the biblical picture of grace. And so, um, you know, I don't I don't believe that somebody who who is, has received that grace and understands that grace. Uh, would would persist in that in that yeah. error? Not, I'm not saying that we don't all make mistakes, but there's a difference between struggling against sin and making provision for sin. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been listening to Justin. See, this is the part where we didn't even. I mean, we barely had anything planned for this because, um, because we were just on on the radio for a couple hours, and so uh, we we decided a couple of questions at the beginning, and I was like, hey, let's just freestyle it, man. And so, Justin, what have you been listening to? Been listening to you. Give us, about give us some musical <clears throat> recommendations. Oh, some musical recommendations. Yeah. So we are firing up the old Spotify right now, uh, and I have been really into. Uh, give me one second. Uh, Chris, I'm going to mess up his last name. Renzima, Renesma, Ren- Renzima. Is that Renzima? what you put on your face at night to like keep the uh, keep the the complexion clear? Renzima. No. Okay. That's lard. Um, oh, that's lard, <laughs> and I'm doing it wrong. Okay. It's an old, it's an old, uh, I don't know. Yeah, trick. Oh, okay, Renzima. <laughs> so um, what's 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 Renzima's deal? Uh, he's got all the deals, man. Um, fine. Sorry, 
Justin. It's been, yeah, sorry. It's yeah, been a long good. day. It's good, man. Um, but no, uh, he is a uh, singer-songwriter, super talented, uh, does a lot of acoustic work. Jeff, you'd really like him. Have well, you ever heard of him before? No, I've never heard of him. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm tragically unhip. So. Oh, Jeff. Uh, he's super talented. Uh, he's got a few albums. Yeah, he does. Out. I'll Be the Branches. Yep, he's super poetic, which I'm always down for. Uh, it gets to your sensitive side, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Okay. The, the soft underbelly of like a sound of a You need to stop. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, he's super good. I've uh, been listening to him and the Avid Brothers. Okay. Listen to the Avid Brothers at all? Yeah, honestly, man, I'll just be honest about that. Um, so oh, like, no. don't. Who was I talking to? Don't destroy my dreams. No, 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 no. no. Who was I talking? I was talking to someone about this, and it was like a, it was like a musician, and he was like, "So who do you, who have you tried to like that everyone else likes that you just can't like?" And I was like, "Avid Brothers, man. I don't know why. I, I saw him at the Thriller Zoo a couple of years ago. Some very sweet friends gave me and my wife tickets to go see him, and I was like, I, I mean, I appreciate their musicianship, yeah. but like for some reason, I just it doesn't click with me." Yeah, there's only a, there's there's a few songs that I really really enjoy. Yeah, but it's not all of their songs. Well, it's like them and like Arcade Fire, or like a, they're another band that like people just love them, and I just don't get it. I don't yeah. know why. It's like me and the Beatles. You don't like the Beatles? I'm not a huge fan. That's okay. I'm not going to judge you. I'm At least fan. not in front of you. I'll wait until you leave. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, honestly, I mean, I'm a beach. If if I have to go Beatles or Beach Boys, I go Beach Boys every day. Yeah, Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pet Sounds album. Just destroys, you know, some some of the. I, I'm I'm gonna make enemies here because I know <laughs> that's not a popular opinion. But yeah, yeah. Well, and another thing that just came out is KB's "Don't Nobody Own Us." Two. Don't it's a nobody remix. own us. Two. It's a remix of the Ooh. original, and it's more like it's just way more dramatic. It's like dun dun dun. Like it just like Ooh. is super dramatic, and it's just. It's raw. It's the only okay. way I can describe it is. I can get being down raw. I can get down with that. Yeah. So that and also Adam Young. You turned me on to Adam Young. Oh yeah, dude. Adam uh, his deep. Corduroy Ro- Road album. Oh yeah. And I mean all of his instrumental like his scores are incredible. Yeah. Um, but I've been listening to that as I'm reading and And for those not of the know, Adam Young is the guy who does Owl City. Uh he's from Awatana, uh, Minnesota. Um which is near Piper's church apparently in, in, uh, in, in Minneapolis because, uh, he has tweeted quite frequently, uh, that he has attended there. And so, yeah, yeah Adam, yeah, dude, his, yeah, his, um, his instrumental stuff is incredible. I write my sermons to that stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, if you're on Spotify, I'm J Sherl two J S C H E R L two. You can add me. And I have some pretty fire playlists. I'm going to say that. I have a playlist that I've been listening to now. It's called Leper's Breath. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a lot of... so stinky. <laughs> it's got a lot of Chris Renesma. Renesma. Mm. Uh, it's got some John Mark McMillan, which I heard you're not a fan of, but it's okay. Where'd you I'll hear that? You. I'm not, it's not that I'm not a fan of him. I just... I, that one morning when you were playing it in the morning, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I liked him better when he was Eddie Vedder. But, yeah, that's cool. No big deal. Well, hey, I mean, so uh, him, Ghost Ship's on there. Uh, Jonathan Ogden, uh, King's Kaleidoscope. It's just got the good. Need to Breathe. They're all on you there. Can't, you can't go wrong with Need to Breathe. You can't. No. You can They're from Possum Kingdom, South Carolina. I just want to live there for the name. That's the name. Uh, that's Possum Kingdom. Like You know that, like, six people live there, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and a lot of possums, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, possums coming out of their ears. Oh, my. That sounds painful. Yeah, it does. And mm. rabia infested. Anyways, this has been the Glass City Church Podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope it's been a blessing to you. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on the iTunes app. And also, uh, we're we're all over the place on Instagram and Facebook. We got content coming out yeah. left and right. Sitclasscitychurch.org. That's, that's a good place to kind of find all the links. Yep, that as well. Make sure you, uh, like I, I say it every week, because all the cool kids are indeed doing it. Oh my. They're they're adding us on the on the social medias. <laughs> It's on true. all those. Yeah, we've got like tens and tens of, of, of cool kids just coming after us. Yeah, that's a lot of cool kids. Yeah. Yeah, so we hope you. this has been a blessing to you. Have a good week. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.